The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. questions you always had, the answers you were never given, the place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. To everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of Veritas at VeritasRadio.com. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, please make yourself at home. And to listen to the full interview, subscribe at VeritasRadio.com. And tonight we discuss geoengineering, chemtrails, and how to reach critical mass with our special guest, Dane Wigington, right now on Veritas. Dane Wigington has an extensive background in solar energy. Dane is a former employee of Bechtel Power Corp. and was a licensed contractor in California and Arizona. His personal residence was featured in a cover article of the world's largest renewable energy magazine, Home Power. He owns a 1,600-acre wildlife preserve next to Lake Shasta in Northern California. He focused his efforts and energy on the geoengineering issue when he began to lose very significant amounts of solar uptake due to whatever increasing solar obscuration caused from the aircraft spraying as he also noted significant decline in forest health and began testing and research into the geoengineering issue about a decade ago. He's the lead researcher for geoengineeringwatch.org and has investigated all levels of geoengineering from chemtrails to HARP. He assisted Michael Murphy with his production of What in the World Are They Spraying and has appeared on an extensive number of interviews to explain the environmental dangers we face on a global level. And to learn more about Dane Wigginton and his work, visit his website at geoengineeringwatch.org, which is also linked at ours. And directly from beautiful Mount Shasta, California, I'm privileged to welcome Dane Wigginton. Hello, Dane, and welcome to Veritas. Hello, Mel. Thank you. Thanks for giving a voice to this, this cause that uh, we desperately need to educate people on. Absolutely. And first, I know, Dane, you were not an activist and are not politically oriented. So I'm curious as to how and when you started looking into this very important topic. Well, again, after growing up in a very smoggy Southern California and being alarmed at the lack of concern that the adults seemed to show uh, with this contamination, I mean, I I wanted literally my whole life to get out of that. And when I came to the Pacific Northwest expecting to find clean air and then seeing this activity overhead that, as you correctly referred to, that I began to research and found virtually volumes of data on climate engineering that I was astounded I had not heard about before and having no political affiliations, never been any sort of activist of any type. I, I just was faced with a choice of 
knowing what I knew from the research I had begun on this issue and the, the amount of metal that was showing up in our rain test that confirmed what was uh, listed in patents, that you're faced with a choice, Mel, that do you uh, do nothing or do you, do you try as hard as you can to sound the alarm? And I I simply felt there was no choice. I mean, there's nowhere to hide from this stuff. There's nowhere you can escape it. You can't uh, delete it from your diet, if you will, or like you can certain foods. You simply breathe it in with every breath. So I had no other choice but to engage in this fight. I've been at it for over 10 years nonstop. We've all heard of the Georgia Guidestone. So many people are going to probably think right about now, Mel, why are you bringing that up now? Well, maintain humanity under $500 million in perpetual balance with nature. How do you suppose they plan on eliminating over 90% of the population, perhaps by using the oldest trick in the book, and that is to do it right under our noses in the cloak of the phrase, it's all for your own good. Is this all being done for our own good, Dane? There's no denying, there's simply no denying that the eugenics factor in this is known and, and must be considered a, an aspect of these programs. There's climate aspects, no question about that. There's weather warfare aspects, no question about that. But when highly toxic chemicals, and now we see pathogens and so forth showing up in, in tests as well that appear to be engineered according to very credible organizations like the Carnicom Institute, one simply can't deny that eugenics has to be considered a part of this. And the, uh, the sort of statements made by David Rockefeller that 95% of the population needs to go, why would we not believe this is a part of the equation when it's already happening. It's already happening. We look at recent figures on respiratory mortality. It's virtually off the charts. And uh, there, there's simply no question it's connected to these programs. Not to say that they're the only cause. They're not. But mathematically, they must be considered the greatest cause. When there's thousands of aircrafts circling the globe day in, day out, dumping tens of millions of tons of aluminum nanoparticulates, and we know this is happening. We have anybody who argues this, Mel, that's simply expressed to them that they're not willing to watch a video, uh, which we have numerous uh, reels of various planes spraying at altitude, there's no more argument left. We have film footage of it happening. We have the material showing up on the ground. There's no other plausible source. Air studies have been done in the particulates from China. Uh, these are not amongst them. This is clearly a local disbursement. Two and two equals four, period. They're spraying. We're breathing it. So there's no argument. It's not happening. And uh, there's a lot of layers to this onion, but certainly eugenics must be considered a part of it. I think this is probably one of my top 10 topics to discuss because it's right in front of us every single day. And what concerns me the most, Dane, is that most people, when you stand up next to them and you point at the sky and look at the plane, they simply look at you as if you're a conspiracy nut. Do you go through that sometimes? Oh, you must know in this battle, I've been through that more times than I could ever even begin to remember. Yeah. It's a constant barrage of, of those people. And there's a lot of different motivations for people to behave this way. Uh, some, perhaps with certain internet trolls, we can consider paid disinformation people, perhaps. But a whole lot of other people are simply afraid or well-trained. They're, they're conditioned to respond to anything like this in a certain manner. We see they follow that conditioning very closely. Some people are are simply so afraid this could be true. They seem to want to uh, throw everything they have at convincing you it's not happening so that maybe somehow they'll feel better inside. But uh, the bottom line is it's as, it's as real as it gets. And uh, I would argue that this issue, I made it a priority for the following reasons. That I, and I, I study all global issues, geopolitical, the nuclear issue, 
I mean, there's nothing I really don't try to keep on top of. But I would argue that climate engineering is, and I, I use that term loosely because, as we discuss eugenics and so forth, if if we can't escape this, if there's nowhere we can hide, and it's building up in our systems day in day out, we know what it does to to our mental function, our cognitive function. We see the stats with Alzheimer's, autism going off the charts, and we know it's toxifying the entire planet from the clouds to the ground. Uh, it's it's virtually killing the the biosphere's life functions. If we don't fix this, we won't face any challenge. It's that simple. So, although we we face a tremendous amount of things uh, across the board. I would argue this issue is the priority issue, and it doesn't negate the importance of other issues. It simply means, like, for, for example, in regard to GMO foods, which is an important issue. But you can choose to avoid GMO foods if you if you make that choice. Now, you, at, at this point, however, I would argue there there is no uh, organic food at this point because we know these bioavailable particulates are being uptaken in all plant life causing horizontal gene mutation, according to Norwegian researchers. And uh, we know that that these particulates are bioavailable. It has to be taken up in all plant life. You, there is no organic anything. So again, with, with issues like that, the climate engineering trumps even that cause or nuclear. We know we have three meltdowns in Fukushima, China syndrome occurring right now. We have others likely to follow. But I, it, it goes back to the point, if you can't live and breathe without taking this stuff in and we know its effect on the on the brain what challenges are we going to be are we going to be able to face if we can't think clearly it's that simple our food our water and our air are all under attack and the most disturbing part to me is that it all seems to be by design is this by design day well there's no argument it's by design but when we look at that though that uh, that can be interpreted a lot of different ways Many interpret that as that it's an intentional effort to kill off everything on the planet, and I don't believe that. I don't see anything to make me believe that. I'm not saying I I, I know that that's the case, but I see human completely unregulated power and control for so many decades. It's 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 run so far off the rails that right now the global military industrial complex is like a cancer that's consuming its host, literally. And at this point, you you can't uh, you, you can't infer that this is by design and that this is the intent to kill everything off. I, I believe that there is an intent to perhaps thin the population. It's hard to argue that because it's been openly discussed with the power elite. But I don't think the power elite bargained on what they have on their plate now, which is a planet that is in free fall toward a state that it will support no life, including them. And I don't believe that was part of their plan. So at, at this, on this current trajectory, again, our horizon is very, very dark and very immediate. And it's imperative that people decide what is their priority issue and, and to focus on that issue. And again, if we could bring, I, I've argued this point many times, if we could bring climate engineering to light and the populations of the globe could realize they have literally been poisoned by the power structure without their knowledge or consent, we would have populations in, in absolute riot around the globe trying to find who's responsible. And we need to reach that point. We need the military, our military, you know, good people that are doing what they're told is something benevolent. We need them on our side. We need them to realize what they're doing is, is killing themselves and their own posterity with the rest of us. So we must reach critical mass of awareness. No. 
You mentioned that this is also affecting them, and I have, I have to agree. And a popular question that I always get from people who want to voluntarily, I call them voluntarily remaining unaware. Mel, why would they be doing that? And if, and if what you say is true, that it's happening to them, it's landing on them too and their loved ones. Why would they be doing this if it's landing on them as well? This is a point that so many people bring up, and I think it's it's a common excuse used to discount what people can see with their own eyes. And I, I, I bring up repeatedly examples that we have that are historical fact of the same power structure doing things that have contaminated the entire planet, including themselves, from the nuclear detonations to the use of depleted uranium ammunition to the nuclear contamination that we have now from the nuclear power plants. And yet even now, even with three reactors in full meltdown in Japan, we're going to, we're going to build more reactors in Georgia, which a, a huge amount of money, I think it's 6.5 billion was just uh, allotted by Obama to build more nuclear facilities. Uh, this is plain and simply insanity, insanity of the first order. There's no other term for it, Mel. And I, every day I, when I wake up and I, I, I try to get back uh, in the groove with the fight for the day. You know, it, it's like waking up into a B horror movie. It literally is, where uh, there's so much insanity around you and so few people who are willing to even acknowledge it, let alone try to do something about it. It's it's truly astounding. But I I argue this point as well, and I, I'll continue to. We won't be able to hide from this for long. And those people who think that they can are sadly mistaken. And they'll find out very soon that uh, the the proverbial chickens are home to roost. And this is unfolding now. It's not not off in the horizon. I'm hearing about increased spraying all over the globe. I hear from people all over the planet. And I mean, they're they're absolutely beside themselves with what they're seeing in their skies. And the the rate of increase, the rate of contamination, the rate of die-off is increasing by the day. And there's simply no hiding from this for much longer. So people will have their heads yanked out of the sand very soon. I recently did a, an, an interview with a, a doctor who we discussed Fukushima and what it's doing and also the logistics behind the business reasons why we get, we get so many nuclear power plants in the United States. It's just business because they're subsidized. And if anything goes wrong, we, the people, bail them out. And one thing people are not thinking also when there's a meltdown, uh, you know, what's happening in Fukushima. But if we'll talk about the magnetosphere in a moment being decreased, which opens the doors to, to you know, solar bursts and Carrington events and all that sort of thing, that if we get a, a, a if the grid goes down, imagine all these Fukushimas in the United States. We get, what, seven to 30 days of uh, diesel to cool off the, the, the plants. And if, if that goes out in 30 days, then we have all of this happening at the same time, this is an extension level 11 for the entire planet. It is, and we're already in the sixth great mass extinction as we speak. And uh, I believe nine out of 10 biologists will admit to this. They, and and the, the other biologist who doesn't admit to this out of 10 is, is simply ignorant of that fact or paid to lie about it. So yes, we are, des- we are descending into completely unknown territory and um, the amount of fuel there is to sustain these plants if, if there's a grid shutdown, and that's an inevitability. There's no question. I mean, that's coming. And if, if there's a large um, CME, coronal mass ejection, it's going to come much sooner. Um, electromagnetic pulse, uh, 
same thing. So, you know, we're right now dancing on the deck of the Titanic. There's no question about that. The the, The question that still remains is if enough people could wake up and get up off the bench and start to help our our collective reality to to help bring things to light and help change our course, we may perhaps change direction enough to allow the Earth to respond, stop the destruction of the planet's life support systems, and, and perhaps the Earth may still be able to support some life in some areas. And that's how serious our situation is. It's very sobering, and I hope people don't shut down when they hear such news. I, I would argue it's incumbent upon all of us, no matter how dark the horizon, to stay in the battle, to stay in the fight for the common good. You don't just lay down and do nothing. And if cumulatively we came together and did not abandon our post, if you will, uh, who knows what good we might do in this late hour. And there's there's unknown factors that may be in our favor uh, still, but there's plenty that aren't. And uh, that that's becoming clear every day. And on the what you correctly mentioned, Mel, on the the expense of, for example, the nuclear power plants, the true expense, as we see with Fukushima, how can you even put a, you can't put a number on that. We don't even know how long that's going to go. It, it appears for the latest stats, if all goes as planned, and obviously nothing has gone as planned so far, could take 40 to 50 years to cold shut down those plants. How, and the, the Pacific is already poisoned. How can we put a, a price on that? Let's take the supposed bonanza of fracking that a lot of people uh, think is so wonderful. It's destroying everything. It's pumping methane into the atmosphere, poisoning aquifers. It's destroying infrastructure, the roads that the the local taxpayers then have to pay for the roads that were destroyed by the fracking trucks, not to mention their poisoned wells, uh, the increased methane. It's it's like a circus of insanity. We're, We're immersed in a circus of insanity, and people better wake up fast or there'll be nothing left to say. You know, I remember the BP oil spill and how they were trying to hide the damage, the extent of the spill with Corexit. Now we have Fukushima. But recently we've seen this drought in California, where you are, in the West Coast. And I wonder, Dean, if this could have been manufactured to prevent rainfall from falling there and basically avoiding a radioactive rainfall. Do you think that this might be true? I think I caught most of that. Again, I'm having some audio issues you're breaking up, but I I caught most of what you said. I do not believe that to be the case. I don't believe there's anything benevolent in this equation. I know, again, a a certain individual, certain radio or independent stations have tried to take that position that perhaps they're trying to protect us from something. There's absolutely no real rational justification for that conclusion. What we see is, if we follow the jet stream path, We see what appears to be at least one aspect of the drought in California is that it's a climate sacrifice zone for what they're trying to do in the Arctic, what they're trying to keep from happening. You hear other people talk about, uh, for example, with the Arctic, that they're, they're intentionally trying to melt the Arctic. Now, this was discussed in the... Uh, 80s, even in the early 90s, there was some discussion in some circles, but that doesn't mean it was fact or ever instituted. And now what we see is as the Arctic ice has imploded, for example, in 2007, when it was in freefall, a radical ramp up of the spraying, a very, very anomalous recovery of surface ice that appeared to be a direct result of massive blocking of the sun with geoengineering, that's what its stated purpose is, and artificial ice nucleation, which we know is happening. So this ice miraculously, the surface area, not the mass, the surface area expanded. And if this is not a direct uh, sign 
of the fact that the power structure, whatever their intentions were decades back, clearly they're trying frantically, desperately, and destructively to try to keep that ice from disappearing completely. So there's a lot of... Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.